Hi, my pals. Can you hear the excitement in my voice? I really could not wait to sit down and record this episode. If you met me, if you know me, you probably know that I am very interested in failure. The stories of failure, the anatomy of failure, the DNA of it. And this is all because I am not a good failure. I do not fail well. And I would really like to get better at it because I do it all the time. So I might as well get something out of it. And the story I'm going to tell you today is the story that I really want to remember because it put my understanding of processing of failure a little bit on its head. And I know failure is not a sexy topic, you know, but I think it is very relatable one. And many people have been talking to me about it recently. So I thought, I really want to share this story with you. And look, this podcast is not a life hack or self-help podcast, but if it helps someone, fantastic. So I went to Wales last week. If you are listening to this from outside of the UK, and I know many of you do, and if you have not heard about Wales or you have heard, but you don't know much about it, Wales is a country in the southwest and west of Britain, and it is spectacular. (laughs) It has everything. It has mountains, it has sea, it has beaches, it has nature, streams, waterfall, it has wonderful, friendly Welsh people, and so unfriendly ones. And uh, I'm joking, everyone's so friendly. And um, its own gorgeous language with a very strong R. If you ever visit the UK, I implore you to go and see at least a small part of it. And if you do live in the UK and have not yet ventured, what are you waiting for? Said I, who waited over 15 years to get to North Wales. Anyway, I'll share some photos from my trip on my Instagram. So if my words don't encourage you, let them pictures do the talking. But you know, this is not a travel podcast. This is a life podcast. And life has a way of jumping at you from behind and belting that Alanis Morissette song. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? I'm really sorry. Sorry for singing. I couldn't help it. But yeah, I think it is ironic. And this is exactly what happened to me last week. So my Wales train was supposed to be quite mountain heavy. And I thought about it. I mentally prepared myself for it. And for it, I mean loads of walking and loads of walking on the non-flat surfaces. And I love what happens to my head when, when I make this prolonged physical effort. The bigger and the longer the effort, the greater the air quality in my head. So my head clears. And whilst my body might be dying, my head is reborn and it's an amazing feeling. You know, there needs to be a balance in the universe, right? And I have been working non-stop since March, really, with no break. And I was starting to feel it in my head and in my body and these take a break bells were ringing and ringing and not responding to the snooze button. 
So the timing was great. It was very much needed. But also, I was tired. I was so tired. And you never know how mountains take you when you're not in the best state of mind and the best state of body. So I was gearing up for a bit of a challenge. Day one. Day one, I took it easy and went to see a stream. A mini waterfall, if you will, in a valley. Okay, valley, to me, to my Polish mind, this means flat, no? Or flat-ish. No, not flat. A little bit flat, but really not flat. It requires climbing up. And on maybe a second climb, so I've done the, the first major climb, and then the second climb, which is quite steep, I sort of lost it a little bit. By lost it, I mean I I got really tired. I had to sit down and have a little cry. Out of exhaustion, frustration, awareness of own limitations, something, you know, I actually face relatively rarely, I must say. And that's maybe because I lack insight or I don't put myself in situations where that would be happening. And because of that, because of how rarely I faced that, this was a bit of a mini shock to the system. It's difficult, isn't it, to accept your own limitations. And, you know, it takes a while. And and these are not even any significant ones, actually. But I am there, stuck in the valley. That's not a valley. Sheep are everywhere. They're so relaxed. They're so chilled out. So mountain ready. (laughs) So carefree. I mean, it's gorgeous. It's spectacular, really beautiful, still really green. You know, you get out of this concrete jungle of London into a freaking paradise. And I'm there in that paradise feeling a bit shit. (laughs) And I look up at the mountain. I am in the valley, but the, the mountains on each side. And some man is running there. He is running on a mountain. Up the mountain he's running. This is trolling. <laughs> His shiny bald head reflects the sun. And you know, the sheep are chilling and eating grass. And people are walking up and down. And I'm sat there thinking, oh, for God's sakes. I did this to myself, eh? Because in one of my previous episodes of this podcast, which I really loved making, I talked about mountains. And I said in it that I really admired Nick Gardner, who climbed all the 282 Munros in Scotland. He's 80 plus years old. And he looked so serene and peaceful, climbing them like a mountain angel, you know? Like, this was really where he belonged. And I said in that podcast, if it was me, I would be there halfway crying my way up. And am I a prophet or am I a prophet? I'm sat there in that valley. (laughs) That's not a valley. Not even a proper mountain. And I'm doing exactly what I predicted. Well done to me. But why do I lack such accuracy in predicting lottery numbers or investment trends? I have no clue about investment. But this is really not an ideal situation because the next day I am climbing Snowdon. (laughs) 
But you know what? I get up, I climb the valley, I sort of die a little bit, then I go down, and you know, it's fine. I feel kind of proud of myself. I overcome my weakness, you know, I'm I'm feeling ready to conquer Snowden the, the following day. And I do feel a bit like, mm, yes, you know, I'm having this conversation with myself in my head. You know, it is all in your head. <laughs> you know, when your body cannot, your head will say, yeah, body, you can, you can, body, and your body will can. <laughs> Your body will do it, <laughs> whatever, something like that. So from this deep despair and, and seeing the shiny head of the running man and disappointment in my own inability to do the same, I am elevated, even though I'm back down, into hopefulness and sort of powerfulness. You know, I feel good. I feel good. I feel I can and I will. And then I don't sleep at night. But in the morning, I still feel good, you know, able, ready for that mountain. And really, everything is gorgeous. Getting that it's gorgeous. The mountains are beautiful. The sun is shining. And then it gets cloudy. But in that moment, I feel really happy. And it's gorgeous. It's spectacular. It's paradise. I feel all the love of what surrounds me in that moment. It's so breathtaking. I feel so lucky. And then I start going up the hill. And it is sort of steep, you know. And I'm thinking, ugh, this is going to be four or five hours of these and worse. And then this couple who are coming down and they, they look at my face. And they say, this will get worse. And 15 minutes in... I give up. I could not do it. I felt in that moment so completely and utterly exhausted, physically and mentally, and I just felt like, no, I can't do it. I can't do it now. And, you know, I'm disappointing no one other than, of course, myself. And really, it doesn't matter that I climb that mountain... In the grand scheme of things, my life does not depend on it. No one else's life depends on it. It is a mountain that will hopefully be there in the next year and five years, and unless we really mess it up. And if 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 you know if I want to, if I wish to, I can try again. But all these is hindsight. <laughs> Our good friend hindsight. By that very moment, I cried all the way down. I mean. <laughs> all the way, all the like 10 minutes way down to a little stream where I sat and I cried some more. And I felt very sad and I felt very sorry for myself and very disappointed in myself. Like, you know, another thing went wrong. Another thing I could not do. Like I'm there, a failure accountant adding to my Excel spreadsheet of failures. And honestly, it has been a while since I experienced a failure properly. I have experienced so many of them before and up until that point, I I regularly, you know, talk about it as well very openly because I think failure needs to be normalized. It's it's not it's not good to keep it under wraps like something shameful. I, I think we still live 
a little bit it is changing slowly but we live in in the bubble of successes we talk about success or successes about achievements we also talk about overcoming difficulties and overcoming failures but in these discussions i find we often focus on on the overcoming part or what happens once we overcome but this is really again talking about the success no the success of defeating the failure and this in itself is is excellent it's a good thing it's not it's not a bad thing it's not something we shouldn't be doing but i also think it is actually worth looking a little bit more you know for one hot minute what this failure is all about i hold my hands up i most certainly do not spend enough time on the anatomy of failure or anatomy of my own failures i sort of move on from a quite easily maybe too easily so the first time in a while by that stream of you know on on that mountain um a failure really touches me really stirs something in me and this is not a major failure in the grand scheme of my failures i have experienced much much worse ones much more impactful ones but something about it is is quite different it feels quite different and i'm sat there by this stream that goes quite fast because it's a stream and that's what they do and i feel like all my emotions are passing through me like like there's a parallel stream in my mind um and i feel angry at myself at snowden at snowdon at snowden i don't know at my boots at the clouds at the sheep i actually was never angry at the sheep at the fact that i didn't sleep the night before at my lack of grit at um you know not trying harder i'm ashamed of my i don't know level of fitness and then i'm also worried like what the hell is wrong with me am i dying okay remember to google diseases that stop you from climbing mountains it's a stream i no longer control it or oh, i can by the side fuck it let it stream let it run and then i feel quite sad for the loss of that i guess what is a perfect me perfect me who is known for persevering um who would have climbed that mountain i would have died on that mountain but i would have climbed it and that perfect me is no more this is a new me today new me who climbed no mountain and maybe will climb no mountain ever maybe and then i feel like my ass is getting wet because i'm sitting on wet grass and that sort of brings me back to reality a little bit and i thought okay my ass is wet i have done some good crying all these emotions they're still there but they're no longer fears force of nature storm <laughs> they're now sitting there quietly you know in pairs ready to have a conversation and you know i know very well in theory <laughs> especially this mechanism of giving myself time to process all these difficult emotions that are linked to failure but unfortunately i don't utilize it often enough i shrug failure off very often but when i do or when i do not shrug it off and actually process it properly ooh i go all out 
I'm out, out. And this is what happened by that stream. Very unexpectedly, I got caught out. And um, I really like to visualize things. So when I think about dealing with these difficult emotions, you know, not nice emotions, not cute emotions, the ones we don't like admitting to, I imagine that these emotions that do not come out, that are not talked about, not processed, they go down to the basement of our mind, which has a very well-equipped gym, and they do weights... (laughs) And they come back all ripped and strong and ready to F you up with impact. And they also train martial arts there. So not letting them run free for a bit is really like giving them a free gym pass, free gym membership in your head, and then basically allowing them to come and mess you up when they're much stronger. And this is how we reached end of day two in Wales. Genuinely though, this was not a hiking break. This was some sort of a random spiritual retreat. The next day, I went to the forest and to a stream. A different stream. (laughs) But I also stumbled upon a mountain. And really, I'm not going to lie... When I saw that mountain, I will call it the No Snowden, like No Snowdon. I almost cried. I thought, not again. Wales, why are you doing this to me? For why? Why this emotional roller coaster? But anyway, I remembered sitting by that stream and then I got in touch with all these emotions. And I and the emotions, holding hands, we slowly walked all the way up to the mountain in absolutely atrocious visibility. But once we got to the top, it cleared up really nicely. Two sheep on top of the actual mountain, by the way. Respect. And I felt very proud of myself, of course. And then I felt dead, I felt exhausted, but my head was clear and it felt good. And I also felt so much more grateful for the beauty around me, for this wonderful privilege of being able to see the world from high up, for the privilege of access to this pristine, spectacular, beautiful nature, which is such a gift to us. And let's not mess it up. And I felt these, I think, because I did not take it for granted that I would just climb a mountain and see all that. Was that a lesson of Snowdon failure? I don't know, maybe. I'm still figuring it out. And I have a feeling that there's much more to it. Did climbing non-Snowdon make me feel whole and perfect again? Hell no! (laughs) But imperfect is fine. As I am recording these, one, my legs still hurt. And two, I have a very strong desire to go back to Wales. And on this trip, I found my favorite Welsh town. There have been few times in my life where I got somewhere 
and I immediately felt so charmed by a place. Felt like this is a place to stay for a bit longer and see what happens. Or it was a place where I was moving to, so I was staying a bit longer anyway, but I knew immediately that it will be home. And Klandudno is one of such special places. It romanced me and now I love it and I want more of it. Imagine this. You're going up the hill with sheep, just chilling on the road. And you get there. It's a beautiful sunset, like a stunning, stunning pink sky. On one hand, you have mountains. On the other hand, you have the sea. And on the third hand, I don't know why you have three hands, but on the third hand, you have a really cute little town full of colors and charm and that seaside charisma. And a man is playing Christmas tunes from his boombox, you know, in the background. It's a perfection. Perfection squeezed into 10 minutes on the Great Orm. If I was to taste it, I imagined it would taste like an enhanced apple tart of my grandma. So, Clandidno, I love you and I'll see you soon. Be ready. And I am now even more obsessed because I found out they have a domino tournament. There I am, lost to Clandidno. Team Wales forever, I will be back. Team failure forever, because I will be back too. And God, I don't want to, but I accept that it will happen. And it will hurt, but if I treat it right, I will learn something from it. Team Snowdon, I will maybe be back, but maybe not. Who knows? Team Podcast, thank you so much for listening and for all your support to this little project of mine from all the places in the entire wide, wide world. Thank you so much. And if you have your own stories of failure, I would love to hear them because I have a feeling that's not the last time we hear about failure on this podcast. Okay, stay well, everyone. Enjoy autumn. Speak to you next week. Bye.